then your elevator pitch is just the tip of the iceberg and it's just a reflection of the hot mess that you haven't figured out yet. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward from Win the Hour, Win the Day, and today we have another amazing guest for you. Chala Dinkoy is the CEO and the founder of Repositioning Expert, www.repositioner.com. She is a marketing strategist who helps B2B service providers reposition their marketing message to successfully sell to corporate clients. In her former life, Chala was an award-winning marketer at companies such as Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Frito-Lay, Playtex, the list goes on. Now she's a successful entrepreneur and the author of four books, including Gentle Marketing, A Gentle Way to Attract Loads of Clients. And she's been featured on major television networks such as ABC, NBC, CBC, or CBS, all the, all the Bs, and Fox, as well as frequent speakers throughout the U.S. Welcome to the show, Chala. We're really excited to have you. Thank you. That was a mouthful. It was, and I didn't do a very great job. I, I talked as if I had a mouthful. Okay, so let's dive in. And why don't you, we've, we've got a little bit of your background here, but why don't you just tell us how you got to where you are? Because in when the hour, when the day, we want to hear how your wins got you here. We, we want to see behind the scenes and sort of pull back the curtain a little bit. Sure. Uh, I was a corporate girl. Were you ever a corporate girl? No, I really wasn't. No. Uh, you're so lucky. Well, anyway, so, I mean, I worked the corporate game uh, around 18 years. I worked for large corporations and I was always in marketing or sales. And then when I launched my business, I became a coach. Like I went and certified as a coach and then I launched and guess what? I starved because <laughs> oh. there, <was, laughs> there was about a million coaches <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, I'm certified. Oh, that's a big deal. But no, I mean, I did everything. I did Facebook advertising. I did networking. I did every, like trade shows, you name it. And I was still starving because there was just, it was just a glut in the market. And what I did to uh, get to where I am today is I super niched. So I super okay. niched in something called uh, elevator pitches. So I now fix people's elevator pitches for a living. And um, where I was doing that was at, in the US, they have these giant matchmaking um, conferences with corporations. So little businesses like you and me go yeah. and line up and sit around a table and you have to like elevator pitch them to death. Right. Yeah. So then you have to, you know, and I was sitting around at these tables and these poor women uh, were just like killing themselves trying to get the attention of the one buyer from Walmart or Staples or wherever. Mm -hmm. And they, and um, is there something you do? really well like skiing or you know like i don't know probably um uh, you know ad, ad messaging copying something you, you do really well and then you see other people who are like butchering it like how do you yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it was like 
chalk, you know, nails on the chalkboard. And so I, I just stepped up and I said, guys, I can help you. Okay. And that's where it started. And then they asked me to speak at every conference, at every diversity conference. And then I launched my own podcast. It was just, it just became the super niche. So really that's what I teach people is how to find their super niche. Well, that is, I mean, and I love the concept of your podcast. I'm, I'm jealous. It's such a great idea. I don't know why I'm jealous because I couldn't do it. So it's okay. <laughs> but tell them about what you do in your podcast. I mean, it's just the most amazing infomercial there ever was. Thank you. Yeah. And you recognize that because you're a marketer. And yeah. what I noticed uh, when I was doing my uh, work from the stage is it started from the stage. So we would have a Q&A. I would teach them how to do a perfect elevator pitch. And then I would give them the actual formula for it, the template. Mm -hmm. And then I, th we would have a Q&A and people would want me to fix it right there and then. And that's right. how it started. Like, um, you really have to have the experience and you have to be on the ball. Like, you know, you're exhausted by the end and you, yeah. you've got a thousand people watching you. And yeah. so many different things happening at the same time. And you have to focus on what this one woman is saying. And then you have to fix it in the moment within 30 seconds. So that's how the concept started. But how about my, as my accountant says, garbage in, garbage out, right? <laughs> she always <laughs> says that. So what I mean is like, I could give myself as an example for a little bit here. Now with my win the hour, win the day book and platform that we're building out, it was originally done offline. And so even as a marketer, I, I had a false sense when I took it online and put the book and now we're, we're building an info product of sort of like, let's say there was five points of entry with that client and the offline clients were coming in at point one. And now I realized my messaging had to be very different online. They might be coming in at point three, but even recently, especially with all the changes in the world, what I realized is a big part of what we do is we talk to entrepreneurs about building a team. Like until you have anyone you can lean on, you're just self-employed, it's super expensive and it's really hard. So this whole idea of outsourcing, it's very affordable, very easy, it's everything. But even I in, you know, through putting my message out and having my podcast and, you know, playing around with it have really come to realize that, oh, you know, I had a wider variety offline. So somebody who's hiring, maybe they had one VA, and now they're expanding their team. I was able to provide those services, but online I need to niche down. I need to be talking to that one person who is ready to hire their first person, right? And I was missing the boat on that for a while because I think the worst thing I had was experience. So the experience was making me ill-informed. Ill so if I had showed up and I said, okay, here's my pitch, but I'm kind of all over the place because I am, then how do you fix that on stage yeah. when, you know what I'm saying? So you absolutely, I mean, I can tell that you're a marketer because you under, you get it. So what you're saying is if you don't have the strategy figured out, you don't have your communication strategy figured out of who is your exact target, what problem you solve for them, right. and how they talk about it. If you don't have that stuff figured out, then your elevator pitch is just the tip of the iceberg and it's just a reflection of the hot mess that you haven't figured out yet. So what happens is a lot, most people figure out that they're a hot mess, even very successful. Like I just uh, did one, she, she's a uh, chiropractic doctor who owns a medical center, wellness center, because she's an alternative medicine doctor in San Diego. And she 
is like wildly successful, right? And when I asked her the questions around, okay, tell me one specific group that you can help that gather, self gathers either by industry or interest group. And, and, you know, just think of one. And she said, okay, IT managers are really, really stressed and it's killing them. That stress is in terms of wellness. And I said, okay, great. Can you talk about what is the most expensive problem or what is the most painful problem for them? And she said, well, uh, they can't, because they're burnt out, they can't meet their productivity deadlines. Their, their projects are failing. They're, they're not, okay. they're done. So I said, what would it be like if we were to polish your pitch to say that I help IT managers meet their deadlines faster because of the coaching and lifestyle changes that we do through our wellness center? So okay. do you see how, so I, oh and God. I cautioned her, I said, uh, you know, Dr. Mandeep, you don't know really what we have to do. You know, if we were working together, we would figure this out strategically. And the way to do that is through research. Right. And so I've taken, I've done, if you know anything about marketing, it starts with research. Right. So, but you know, small companies like ours do, don't have the thousands of dollars. I used to millions. I used to spend a Pepsi mm -hmm. on research. Right. Yes. So what I've done is I've created this product. And we, and we, may I jump in? We also know Pepsi got it wrong time. Well, Coke got it wrong <laughs> yeah. a time or two, right? Many, many, many yeah, times. Yeah. But it, um, the market never lies. That's what I say. Yeah. So for you to be guessing at your own strategy is wrong. For who you should target, what pain yeah. point is the most salient that they're going to pay for. These are all. So that's what comes out really out of the, the polish your pitch. And then you know, they either go on to become a client and they want the help or right. they at least have the awareness that there's something they don't know that they need right. to look into whether how they're going to do it. I have no idea, but I created this, you know, free way of finding that information out from the market for us. And that's so what that's the tool. So what you're doing really is because I feel it's very exhausting. Like you'd be like a circus act and like a seal trying to balance a ball on your nose and juggle at the same time. So I was really worried about you thinking like, look, it took me five minutes to explain to you where I was at and we'd be on stage. You don't have time for people's life story. So what you really do is just clear up the clutter enough so that they know, oh, this needs more work. And really it's not about the pitch. It's about the gateway now. So really you're here as a pitch person but we should be talking to you, uh, talking about you as an excellent marketer. So really, it's a gateway for you. It's a strategist. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, have you ever had your house rebuilt or built from scratch? Like in Toronto, like it's everywhere. And you need a blueprint from an architect right. before the city will even let you start. Right. They won't give you a permit. So it's the same as a business. But what, <laughs> what businesses do is they don't have an architectural drawing, which is their blueprint. Yeah which is like who they're going to target, what they're going to say. But what they do is they take it to either ad agencies or SEO experts, or they take it to their sales team and they say, okay, I don't know the blueprint, but could you just draw one for us? You're like, yeah. that's what it is. And then we'll do it. Like if a building were built that way, if your house was built yeah. that way, it would like sink. And, yeah. and nobody in business thinks anything of it. But if you were to do that in construction, people would yeah. think crazy. They would refuse to do it. If you said to your painter, can you do a blueprint of my house? You know, yeah. like, but yet, so that's the example that I give. And um, to your credit, you, you got that right away. Now there's a lot of guests who don't get it at all. There's a right. lot of people <laughs> who are like in, in the audience and, you know, I tell them, we don't know, you have to go find out, but they are like, yeah. 
goes yeah like you're supposed to be this magical person with the hat on you know why 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 is that happening right so then tell us here let's talk about marketing for a little bit or the pitch whatever you want to dive into because you're a genius in both uh-huh. Tell me what is the stuff that you see out there all the time, the most common mistakes that you think are really just hurting people the most? Well, it's being a generalist. And in fact, I just finished a huge webinar that I just did a training just now. And uh, I'll tell you about the the examples, like uh, being a generalist. I had a, a client who he was 61 years old. I had met him through another client's event and I thought he was trying to poach her client. So I thought he was like a bit of a, a creep and I was really scared of him, but it turned out he was like the nicest guy and he rescued Jack Russell's and stuff and would drive to the border. And he was like this big hearted guy. And what he, he hired me and his business was something called GRD marketing strategist. He was like you and me, he was a marketing strategist and yeah. um, it was just his name, his uh, initials. And it was very generic. He said, we do every kind of marketing for every industry. And then when we did the research, we, we super niched him into helping small food manufacturers like cookies and cakes and sauces to get listed into um, Whole Foods and Loblaws and like places that sell food. And um, that's, that's the number one problem of that industry. They cannot get listed. And once they pay listing fees and they get listed on the shelves, well, if you don't buy it, guess what? They get delisted. So they, they're out of pocket. So that's what his... Uh, URL became the food distribution guy.com and he went from zero to 16 new clients, five figure clients in the next year. And at the age of 61 asked his girlfriend to marry him Wow, that success. And I always take credit and he won't give me the credit, but <laughs> he invited me to his wedding. He put me in his wedding speech. It was lovely. So that's the different, that's what, that's the problem is most people are just trying to be everything to everyone. And I really truly believe in the super niching. I've created a whole program that's online, that's available for, you know, like only 500 bucks. And it's um, really, it's, it's called the, the um, nail your niche program. Yeah. Okay. I mean, without a niche, you're nothing. No. And you know what? And, and sadly too, I would tell people all the time that you, maybe you think you niche down, right? Like I would say, and again, the saddest thing I had was experience. So even as a marketer, like you're always <laughs> yeah. beat yourself up as a marketer, but you can only see out, you can't see in. Right. Absolutely. So I would say, you know, okay. I knew that when I was working with people with when the hour, win the day in, in, in that productivity capacity about building your team, I tend to deal with service-based businesses. They were usually in business three to five years. They were usually in their forties and fifties, semi-tech, not big tech, like they wouldn't know about funnels and stuff. Right. So I had this old avatar built out beautifully. And then, you know, it was pointed out to me recently, well, Chris, that first person you hire is very different than that third person. Like they are worlds apart. That first person versus that third person you hire. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't being clear on that. It was in my head, but I had all this experience offline and I was just, I just, I just missed the boat on that detail. So sometimes you think you're niche and because you can't operate on yourself, you're right. I wasn't super niche. I wasn't clear, clear, clear. I was just talking about building a team. And so that's the sad part is, is there a way for people to really sort of take the temperature on when you think you're niche, but now you're like, you're niche, but you need to be niche 2.0. Yeah. A hundred percent. Well, first of all, your results will tell you, right. It won't yeah. Yeah. It's not flowing as fast as you want. 
But the other way is uh, uh, part of the Nail Your Niche program is we do that. Um, we go out and we talk to people. So it's the uh, insight. So we call it the research. And you put the niche that you think you have. Then you put two other niches that actually emerge as part of another process that uh, is like a brainstorming process with a scoring. So numbers don't lie, black and white. Yeah. Three top niches and pain points pop out from that exercise. And then in the second part of the training, you actually get to put those into a research and go out and ask people, would you pay me this much to solve that problem for you if it was worded this way? Right. Okay. So then you see between A, B, and C, the three different research styles, which one has the most potential. And unless you ask the market, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how many years of marketing experience you have. Look yeah. at me. I had to do that. And yeah. I had hired a very expensive coach, Chris, and yeah. she screwed me <laughs> because <laughs> right. Like what she did is she sat behind her computer and she did this whole analysis about how there was a huge burgeoning, uh, food market in Toronto, like food manufacturers. Right, and right. she said it was going to you know, double in size in the next 10 years. And the government was investing in it. And she told me I had to uh, pursue the people in that industry who were consultants. Well, there were no consultants in that industry. They were all US-based consultants that had right. the right. office in Canada. She didn't know the market. She didn't know anything. She charged me an arm and a leg in it. Not that I'm against paying because that's right. how much I charged, you know, what I paid her. Right. But it was not based in the market she her right. methodology was about she would tell you she's the guru right she did the yeah, research yeah. behind her computer and i'm done with that like i yeah. did my own research with my own methodology to figure this out and yeah. i saw the pain around me and i did the research and i i looked at three different niches i could super niches i could pursue and everybody said this one yeah and that's a good point i mean if you're not going as fast as you want what, yeah. for whatever reason. And that's a really, I want to unpack that for a minute because it's so super easy. I mean, I know as a marketer, I know as a marketer not to say something like, oh, they don't get it. Right. You go like, okay, clearly my message is not right. So, cause when you're not in the marketing arena, you tend to think, oh, I, they just don't get it or they don't need it or whatever. Blame, blame the audience. That's not how it is. <laughs> but I hear that sometimes, but what happens is you're right. If you're not going as fast or far as you like, it, it's your message. And, and also another thing I'll hear sometimes, and we can all get seduced into believing this is, oh, it's a platform or Facebook changed the algorithms, or there's so many things that are kind of, you can blame on the white noise of you getting your message out. But at the end of the day, we have all seen really successful people that were very, very raw in their messaging online. And they just soared because they, they niche down, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll give you another, like what you said, just reminded me, I spoke to another business yesterday. She's an accent reduction coach, like oh, wow. yeah, from India. Right. Okay. So herself. And, um, so what she's, I said, how's it going with that niche? You know, cause it's niched like that's niche. I'm happy about the fact that it's niche. But what she didn't do, Chris, is she never vetted the market for it. So right. she's been doing it for decades and it's gone nowhere. So I said, you know, that's what I'm worried about for you. I said, there could be a thousand different niches in communication that you could help. And that, right. that, that have more, because she started to complain about bosses don't want to talk about it because it's right. you know, rude. People right. don't want to admit to it because they're not either aware or they're too embarrassed. Right. And employers, there's, you know, laws against discrimination. Yeah. 
someone who has. So she's gone nowhere with it. And it's all because she had an accent right. and she thought there was a need. So most of the businesses that I see are trying to heal a wound they personally have. Right. Like they had to go through it. And then, you know, um, like the grief coach uh, that I met, she was starving and bartering for years because her mother died and she thought, oh my God, there was nobody around me. I need a grief coach. Well, when she went out into the market, every hospice, every hospital, every church gave grief counseling for free. And she was yeah. competing with them and nobody could understand why they need to pay her 400 bucks. Well, yeah. she was starving for two years because she, she decided on her niche based on her personal pain. Make sense? Yeah. And the accent reduction coach, that coach is clearly a mouthful to say, cause I can't even get it out. <laughs> so I think you need a certain, you need a certain level of, you know, academia just to get that out. So now if English is not your first language and it is mine, it's a mouthful. But I think too, I know, I see that a lot and that's a whole nother thing in business and a whole nother discussion, but people that have had experience like, okay, I was 400 pounds and I lost 300. So now I'm going to be this business person and they, that story can be part of a really effective strategy, but it can't be the only thing you sell. And so that's a good example of their hobby, their pain, their past is, is does not make it a business, right? <laughs> yeah. There has to be a viable yeah. you know, market for it that are willing to pay you what you want. Cause lots of times we find out people are only wait, willing to pay $50, but not 500. Yeah. And then we leave that niche. We go on to the next one. We find a niche. We go until we find one. Right. So, okay. So that's a little different than what we started. What I want to, what's really amazing too, is what you're saying is you help people figure out their elevator pitch. It, 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 that's your intro to them, but it's not all about that elevator pitch. What you're saying is that is a reflection on how clear you are on your marketing niche. And so that when you look at them, that is sort of like them taking the pulse of where they are in that journey. And if they continue working with you, then they can niche down and be much more clear in, the, in moving forward. Yeah. And as soon as somebody introduces themselves to me, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell if they have a strategy or not. I know too, because even like, I feel bad because we've all been there as new people, as new in business. And like, you'll sit beside someone or something and you're at a business thing and you say, Hey, how are you? And then great. And then they, they, you don't even get to ask them about their business. And then they turn and all of a sudden you realize they're vomiting all over you about their journey. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, and then I do this and I do that because people need this. And I did that for five years. And all of a sudden you realize, Oh my gosh, sweetheart, you, or sir, you've been in business six months, haven't you? Right. And you know, they don't have that one sentence. Like what we do is get you quicker, faster results, no fluff. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. And how do you do that? It's none of that. It's all like, and then my father, and then I, you know, <laughs> in the car accident and you're like, okay, I'm wondering if I can find somewhere else to sit. So we, <laughs> you see that in, in, dare I say, a rookie entrepreneur. But I think what happens is as they come along and they have a few more years experience, they're not doing that anymore, but they're still spinning their wheels and not penetrating the marketplace. Yeah. I mean, I've been fortunate that uh, like the conferences that I go to in the US, they're minimum thousand dollars to get in. So, you know, th those startups you're talking about, they're not yeah. there, but yeah. yet what, who is there and lucky for me, uh, unlucky for me, cause they're canceled 
in the COVID, but they're, uh, they're enough of a size to realize that they, they don't know what they don't know. And, right. and, and some of them are enough, uh, sophisticated enough to know that it takes a strategist to figure that out. It doesn't take everyone who says they do marketing. It doesn't take, you know, an SEO person, yeah. a web person. It's, it doesn't right. take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so changing the color of your website will not solve this right, problem. Right, exactly. We, I mean, I call that the um, lipstick on the pig, really. Like, yeah. if, if there's no strategy and you put lipstick on the pig, it's still a pig. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been insightful and it's a great reminder because I think, you know, so many people, my audience, I take great pride in them because they're entrepreneurs and they're usually some level of market savvy. But this is a really great reminder because we can all niche down, super niche, as you say, and just be more and more aware of how we can be bigger, better, faster, stronger in less time. So, you know, sometimes the most simple and most powerful messages we need to be reminded because they're like so simple or as I often say is like, oh, I knew that, but I forgot I knew that. Like, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Okay, so why don't you tell people where they can find you? Well, I, I mean, if any of this resounded for anyone and they have any interest in working together, um, my team and I have put together a link that you can visit and it is my website, repositioner.com slash Chris Ward. Okay. I hope they know how to spell that. K-R-S-W-A-R-D. And we will be certain to put that into the show notes. So Chala, thank you again. It was a really meaty conversation. I could have you back like, you know, monthly for sure. So I really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. Go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.